Matthew Thomas with the Super Cool Radio. My guest at this time, hailing from Wisconsin, and released a killer debut album. I'm not the uh, debut single. I'm not the one. Please welcome Lines of Loyalty. <laughs> Joining me at this time, we have uh, Rito on bass, Nubs on vocals, and Shane on drums. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for having us, man. Super cool, man. Yeah, I've actually had a few people uh, uh, recommend you that I interview you guys, so I'm definitely looking forward to it. You got a lot, a lot of cool stuff I want to cover. But I'm going to start – I'm going to throw you guys a curveball and start this off with uh, if you guys could listen to one album like, – sorry, if you guys could recommend one album that everyone should listen to in their lifetime, what would it be? There's a couple. He said one. I know. He said one. Are you listening? Listen, I know. <laughs> but there's a couple. I have to narrow it down. Okay, I would say, I'll go first. I'll say uh, the new Slaves album, uh, To Better Days, is That's really good. Phenomenal. It's, um, I would have to say the last Seasons After album that came out was from front to back, literally. Yeah. Every song was great. There wasn't one flaw in it. It was it was phenomenal. And the guy who actually produced our single produced that album. So that and he's a guitar player. Well, yeah. yeah. Chris Dawson. Chris Dawson, yes. Nice. And I would recommend uh, Make Yourself by Incubus. That's, yeah. That album was game You're actually the second person to say that album in like the last couple weeks. Yeah, we're almost like second. Well, before I did this interview, I did say they're the second band from Wisconsin because they almost beat them to it. But <laughs> so nice to have you guys here. So yeah. I, I want to uh, start you know, Obviously, I'm talking with Lines of Loyalty. Uh, How did you guys get started as musicians? Uh, well, um, so let the summer go. It's a funny story. It's um, we all have our own life journeys and things that we were going for and what we want for ourselves. And in that, this is how our, our paths cross. You know, cause we all were wanting the same thing. I was at Route Twenty, the local venue around here. We have a lot of national acts. I was there as an ex at a time and opening for Candlebox with this guy. And I thought he sucked. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he was good, you know, but it's great. I, I just didn't know there. I, I want to see Candlebox. But hey, that guy was pretty cool, you know, whatever. And fast forward a few weeks later, I'm in downtown Kenosha. That's where we live. And there's a few open mics that happened a lot. You know, music scene in downtown Kenosha is pretty great. And I was out there playing an acoustic set um, with a buddy of mine. And uh, Glenn was there. He turned around and come talk to me after that set. And I remembered, meet, you know, see him at the show. So I told him about that. And he was stoked about it. He signed up on the list. So it was like, yeah, let's, let's jam together. So we started doing that, and we made a little band, uh, did some other things. And all the meanwhile that was happening, um, I just got back from Arkansas, and I was with another band down there, and it just fell through. So when I was back home, I hit the music scene. 
I was going to all the open mics and I was trying to find a band, I'm a drummer. You know, I got, I need a band to survive. And while I was doing that too, hanging out with him, um, I was working also at Fusion, another local venue downtown Kenosha, just trying to get in it, you know, be around as much as I can. And I ended up running the door one night for a, a local show for a band called Mixed Company. And that's when I met Rito because, you know, he was still doing that band and whatnot. And saw those guys play and I was like, cool, nice band. Like, cool. like, like the style. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be better if I played drums for him, you know, didn't realize that was going to happen. And I'm at home one night looking for something to do. My buddy's birthday was going on. And he's got a basement with two drum sets, a bunch of amps. He's like, bring your guitars and sticks over. Let's just have a jam night. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm there. I go, and the singer at the time, because a mixed company was a female front of the band, uh, the lead singer, Brittany, was there. And she re- remembered me. Well, I started playing drums. We were jamming. And that's when she we started talking about music, and her band was looking for a drummer. And I was like, yeah, I remember you. You're the singer from mixed company. I ran your door that night. She said, oh, yeah, I'll come try out for your band. Came and tried out. Long story short, the guitar player then, he just he, he stepped down. Me and Nubs were still doing a lot of projects. And I was like, hey, man, you should come play guitar with this band. You know, they got some stuff going on. They just had a homegrown hit on a local radio station, 95 Will Rock. Who knows, you know, they seem really active. He jumped on board. I joined the band as a backup guitar player. Yeah, backup he, he him, you know, <laughs> and he's always been a front man, but he took a different role in the, in the band at the time. And then just throughout the time went on, uh, Brittany stepped down, she moved back home, and Glenn stepped up, and here we are. Yeah, and then we changed our name about four or five months March. Ago. About six months ago, probably, and now, and so it's been uphill ever since that so i know i know your question i don't think your question was necessarily the question but no it wasn't it wasn't but we'll circle back no that honestly that was my follow-up question was how did you get together so but i started playing music when i was like five years old we're not going that far back we got like I know. <laughs> I, I know, but I'm just saying, like, he asked yeah, like, how, how we started. Like, yeah. I was I was five. I was five. I got, my, I got my first keyboard. It was a Kermit the Frog keyboard. Oh, God. It was green. <laughs> it had Kermit on one side, he had Miss Piggy on the other, and it was green, and it was, like, this big. It was awesome. And then, the year after, I got a Casio keyboard, and it was, like, whole game changer. You know? And then I did keyboard for a while and figured out some things. My grandfather showed me a couple things. And then come along my 10th birthday, my mom gave me my first acoustic, which was her acoustic, which I ended up smashing on a wall in someone's face at a show because it wouldn't let me play. And I was drunk at the time. (laughs) Was it worth it? It was worth it. I missed that guitar, but it was worth it. I think I broke my thumb that night. And then... um, as I got older, you know, teenage years and stuff, I started joining all these different bands, being a front man and playing electric guitar. I got my first electric when I was 16. I got a Les Paul. And then that got sold. My One of my ex-girlfriends, actually, I went to grab the rest of my stuff in the house, and she sold my first acoustic and my – or my first electric and my Casio keyboard. She sold both of them. My first two big things that I got in my life, she sold. And, and, huh? So did that current keyword? No. <laughs> it might be in storage somewhere. That would be parents crazy. That's in my parents' attic. I'm sure I'll bring it to a show one day. Like, she probably does. Um, and then I just, you know, kept developing from there, joining more bands and becoming more of a front man. And I was, uh, I was in a band that was kind of like Lamb of God. It was all screaming. Uh, they were called the Weapons Fired. <laughs> we did some stuff like that for a little while. And then I joined a band called Damage Theory. And there was like a lot of 
a lot of cover songs, but it was heavy rock. And we started writing. They didn't, you know, want to go any farther. And then I quit that band to join Mixed Company, which is, oh, you know. Miss Morrison and Matt. Those are all in the long way. But, like, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, say all of it. But, like, there was a big, big journey in that, you know. And now we're, now we're here. I'm, I'll make my own short. His is um, probably short. But, no, yeah, his dad's awesome. Yeah, he's my... My dad's a, a bass player. He's um, been in the Kenosha area playing music in, in a cover band for a long time. So he's kind of like a, a local legend and learned a lot from him and picked up a lot and like a mini clone from him and stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what I would have done if it wasn't for him playing bass, you know. So it's um, it's awesome to have your, your role model be your dad, you know, yeah. too. So it's awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially like when your parents are like super supportive of like like what you do, man. It always it always feels better. Yeah, his, his parents are awesome. Yeah. When did you start? I started playing. Seven. I get I get my backstory of more of my backstory. Didn't really start getting into like bands and stuff until I was like eighteen, or and then started playing bars. My first like real band was with my uncle. Growing up, my uncle was always the one music i looked up to him a lot he was kind of my role model he was a lead singer and uh he had his band was kind of like a lincoln park kind of vibe you know like hip-hop and rock mixed together and uh he called me up one day i wanted to play drums because you know he thought i could handle it and i took that call very serious and then that kind of just got my mind going at that time i was working for walgreens i was a manager for like 10 years and just hated my life and all of a sudden i started doing that weekends and Got a Reverb Nation and I moved down south with a buddy of mine, joined this like uh, singer songwriter kind of Americana alternative country band. We did an album with Lisa Grace. She was a session player for Johnny Cash and the Trio. Did an album at Omniville uh, Studios. We ran a private label. Things just like took off in a matter of like six months that year for me. And it changed my life. I can't, but the band fell apart and I just thought I came back home. And I was so heartbroken. I'm like, dude, it can't be over. You know, all that stuff, all the things that happened, and like I felt like I was so close to like making it. And I come back home and I'm working, you know, uh, temp jobs, warehouses, and, uh, working in, in a kitchen at a bar and just like just didn't give up. And that's when I hit the music scene hard every night, every weekend. If I wasn't working to make some kind of money, I was going out and playing like a home or bringing a kick drum. And, you know, my snare hi-hat somewhere just to play, going going to friends' houses because they're posting about open jams in their basement. I just, I was putting myself everywhere. I landed myself two open mics out of the downtown. I've been teaching now two privately the last uh, four years. And uh, he gives of, drum lessons. Madison drumming. Yeah, yeah, a lot of great students of mine. Um, actually, my students have a show coming up this Saturday at Roof Fest. 2,500 tickets already sold, sold out. They have a 45-minute set. We're doing a bunch of covers. And uh, I got in that band are three of my drum students. One of them also sings lead on. on it's it's just awesome. Music has changed my life. Yeah, dude, dude, you know, dude. Thank you so much for sharing that story, especially like that. That's just awesome, and especially uh, you know putting in the hard work and actually just putting yourself out there like everywhere just to just to make it. For sure. One more fun fact, really quick. Yeah, go for it. This is like this mixed company, or th this is like my first real band that I've ever been in, and like. It's just, it's just crazy to think, like, 
all the stories you hear of like you know them like oh, doing a bunch so of different stuff yeah i've put, like, know, like, everything, like, I've played with so many people i mean royal bliss we were on tour with pop evil we played with saliva um tantric we got smiling soul coming out yeah, like, yep yeah. Saving Able, uh, we play with them. We, we, we've done yeah. a lot of big stuff. And even before I was with them, I mean, I was doing stuff. Like he said, he saw me open for Candlebox and everything. Like I was the guy that they would call. They need an opener to play acoustic. Boom, I would be there. And they'd always, you know, they'd be able to rely on me because any big show they had coming and they need an opener, I was there. So that's kind of how we got hooked up with that. That was kind of cool. Yeah, for sure. Especially just, uh, again, just being reliable, showing up and putting in the work. I mean, it gets you places. Oh, for sure. Takes time. Well, it really does, man. Like, and just a reference, like my whole retail job too. You know, even before I got promoted, I started from a stock boy, worked my way up to assistant, opened a bunch of stores. Was like the guy I would go around fixed uh, the stock rooms for because my inventory was always on. But going to work every day, and as long as you always work as the boss is watching, you know, just do your job right, and it will pay off. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what we all kind of did, no matter what, how many times we failed or people weren't didn't care, we we still put our hundred percent into it. We're really loyal to one another on uh, so many levels. And just, we know that together we're going to get through this. You know? Well, especially being in the music industry, it's very, it's, it's hard. You know, it's really, people don't, people don't understand it. A lot of times family members and friends and, oh, bro. and like, you know, like oh. a lot of high school friends look at you, you're like 30 years old and you're still doing music. And they look at you just like, like, what are you doing, bro? It's just like, you know, like, you gotta keep, you know, you gotta, you gotta keep chasing your dream, man. Because people who say, you know, just like get a real job and like grow up, you know, those are people that gave up on their dreams, man. Yeah. yeah. Having dreams is important. Like, just like you gotta, it means you're striving to be like better and like to better yourself every time. That's what yeah. like, dreams are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's what I feel like too. Every year, even COVID was not slow for us no we kept I mean, going phys physically shows slow down but there was a lot more quality than, than quantity and like holy shit we, we were, came up with a game plan we were so lucky because we came off the pop evil tour and then yep. covid hit like a month after and we got some we got some good information from people we trust about our band name and our sound and stuff like that and we took it to heart and during COVID was when we changed the band name and when we did record on that the one and stuff. So it's like we definitely took advantage of that. We came back from that tour very open minded. Yeah. I mean, everyone's got some sort of ego, you know, and we really took ourselves out of it and stopped saying like, Yeah, our band's cool, but is it really? Like look at it from a different pair of eyes. You know, take yourself really out of it and, and, yeah. and <clears throat> not not to say like it's that simple, but there's a there's a formula to everything songwriting to that image to that look where you carry yourself i mean it all has to be there and i feel like we got it i mean yeah. and not just that everyone else feels it and that's kind of what gives us that yeah smart people smart people know when to let smarter people take charge sometimes you know that's one thing so one thing i will say one thing <laughs> i will say that really like falls into that category a lot. I went to a convention in Utah and I heard a couple of motivational speakers and one of the guys said one thing and it always stuck with me. And it was, 
surround yourself with people that are way better than you that are above you because if you want to get to that level you need to do what they're doing and, and understand where they're at and where they're going with it because if you're at the people below you you're not going anywhere but right where they're at you know so I mean, it is nice that i like, have that ego that oh yeah I'm, you know but like but not, still, no, like, not being selfish or egotistical course, about it but, but just saying the fact of if you want to succeed yeah Put yourself around people succeeding and and take that in and really understand that's that you know? yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. It's all about the environment you're in. Like if you're, you know, I see, I, 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 as you said, like I like to surround myself with like, as you said, like people better than you because then it pushes you to be better and to, to improve yourself. It's all about your environment. And then it's always about dude. Knowledge is so much more worth than money and other things because knowledge yeah. is forever, man. I, I, is power, man. You, yeah. have, you have to pay for it. You have to ask for it. It's not just given to you. Yeah. Hey, can you show me that? Hey, can you teach me how to do that? Or you go pay a, a fucking... There's no wrong question. I mean, we can spend $100 and that's gone, but if we have the knowledge, it's forever, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's better like just, and just building off of stuff. Like, you, you learn, you know, it's always steps. You learn this and it builds this and it builds it. It just keeps going. Yeah. It's always forever. I mean, if we knew what we knew now, five years ago, you know, it's the fun part. Yeah. Yes. Watch, watch, watch our songs. We have 40,000 streams on there on Spotify. Watching our songs get added to more stations around, you know, the U.S. Yeah. Watching our Being music. Being put on, like, media-based rock charts like, and yeah, stuff, too, you know. the fun part. I don't, don't want to just go, get there and wake up. Like, oh, wow, that was, we're getting yeah. out. I want to live these moments. I want to play those shows. Like, our, our music's on major radio stations all around the nation, you know, being played. And people are picking up on it, and it's yeah. great. It's awesome. It's crazy. Like, we have a, a open band chat. We talk in there, and like today, we were waiting to get some news, uh, some some on some radio play. And while that was happening, I just took a second too to say in our chat, like, it's crazy that we're even typing this shit out. Like, how yeah, that radio play. We're, we're on the radio. Like, we're doing this, like, you know, and it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. But I I heard you. Uh, uh, on my local hard rock radio station, the Bear. Like I heard you guys yeah, on radio, yeah. and that's just awesome. Like, just for me being a fan. Yeah, yeah. And, and and that's that's life changing. And stuff. you can call in and request that song. Anyone can. Anyone can call in and request it. I but like hearing hearing your song on the radio, and, and not just like a one time thing, like a it's in rotation kind of thing. It's just like a it's a glass ceiling, man. That. Yeah. That many bands don't even get the chance to do it. We're just lucky enough to be at this point now. Yeah, we've, we've had a, a lot of like homegrown hits from, from 95 Bull Rock because they do a lot of uh, local showcasing on, on 420. It's their 420 hit. You either call or text and then you puff it or pass it. And Mix Company had a lot of those yeah. like, under their belt. And then yeah. when we became like loyalty, we still got we did that too again. It's just that day, you know, school. It's just, 95 Bull Rock actually was one of the first stations to put our song yeah. into ro rotation, yeah. which was awesome to have support by your local station like that. And they, and they helped just like catapult the song to where it is, because obviously it's a very following kind of thing where it's like, Oh, uh, we're on this station. We're on this station. And it's good that it's, it, our, you know? it's our local radio station yeah. too, which is not really too Ninety-five rock. Oh, yes. right. yeah. I was going to say like, I've been down South of like Nashville's like the place, 60 people a day moved to Nashville. And most of them are musicians because they're all chasing that thing. I would honestly say Kenosha is like the Nashville West. Yeah. There's a great music scene there. Yep. And then next to Michigan, you know, around, around yeah. the Midwest area. I, you know, Chicago and Milwaukee are great too. Chicago's yeah. 
Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Bigger band Yeah, Randy's nails. For sure. For sure. For sure. It's hard to get in there. If you're if you're a singer songwriter, if you're in a band and you're trying to find a, a way to get out there more, like I don't you know Nashville, whatever, like this area too, like no, it's just good. For that. There, yeah. There's so many opportunities, places to play. Get your just like Dave Grohl said it too. Like just go play. I don't care. Yeah. There's eight people. Just go play your instrument and do it. You're damn this every yeah. time. All right. How, do I sound better? No, nope. hey, nope. still robotic. Uh, all right, let me uh, plug a mic in real quick. We do, we do have a show Saturday. We do have a show Saturday with Left of Reason. Uh, a local band. Buddy's yeah. At, uh, it's like a biker event. Yeah. In, I, in Beloit, Illinois. Is it Beloit? Beloit, Wisconsin. Or Beloit, Wisconsin, sorry. I don't know. I'm going to send people to the wrong place. <laughs> 7.30 to 11.30 is a four-hour event. Yep. That's my short-term memory work for you right now. I looked at that like at eight o'clock. <laughs> right, all right. And I know uh, coming to Indiana, my home state, you guys, you're gonna be playing with the Everyday Losers and my friend's medicine watch, the shirt I'm wearing. Uh, that is coming up uh, June fifth at Cheers. Awesome, yep. can't wait. Uh, but also, and uh, is, in is, May is, that's not the Cheers from like the show, is it? I know. <laughs> There's actually a bar that is the Cheers from the show that you can go to. Yeah, I, I, it's not that one because uh, I don't think anyone want to put them in South Bend. But <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but also, uh, backing up a little bit, uh, you guys got a run of shows coming up with my friends, the Almas in May. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah it's going to be great. Yep, yep. So uh, I, I've seen them live. At, for, uh, I've seen them live for the first time in April. So uh, how does it like working with the uh, with the, the Almas? Because they're really awesome. It's great, man. We go way back with those guys. Um, I've been playing music with Frank for, for years, you know, so. Story. Yeah, well, Frank was actually the uh, original guitar player of Mixed Company. Yeah. And um, me and him go back. He, he was one of the originators and stuff of the band. We go back, you know, six, seven years playing. And um, yeah, man, they're, they're awesome guys. They're, they're good songwriters and they're always fun to play with. They always put on a great show. He actually showed me some chords as he was leaving the band yeah as yeah. i was joining the band he, we looked on good terms so like he kind of helped uh glenn out with uh our first show that he had and so he was here jam with us and stuff so and i see you know with tammy being crystal's mom and stuff it's you know it's a it's a tight-knit thing yeah definitely really, really great people to work with i really <laughs> I, I really like working with them uh and then uh also shows coming up uh, you guys will be at the uh, Smokestack Brew with the Almas in July. That'll be on July 15th. I'm definitely looking forward to that. Chokesetter is open for them. I think it's, it's going to be really awesome. For sure, man. Yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait to get back on the road, man. Oh, yeah. So, uh, And for anyone who hasn't seen you guys live yet, I know obviously a lot of people in Indiana because we've got great shows coming up. Uh, what can they expect? Awesomeness. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, they're going to expect a real raw, natural sound yeah. in your face. You know, that's, I feel like it's something that's been kind of lacking in um, modern music. You yeah. know, just guitar, vocal, bass, drums. Yeah, it's just three guys up there. We, we, we plug in. Than we think. Yeah. Three, three piece. yeah, we we plug in and we just, we we play music. There's there's really no backing tracks. There's no, it's just, it's real. You know, everything is. It sounds great. Yeah, it's high energy, you know. And it's, Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but being, being a three-piece band is, 
is a it's hard. It, it is a difficult thing having. If someone messes up, you can hear it. But like you know, having Glenn be the, the guitar player too, it's 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 a battle of like trust to still being energetic and still being you know moving on stage. Like, you know, you know, around the microphone. So it's like you know, it, it's a battle of trying to be entertaining while having him stuck to the mic and trying to figure out. He puts out the show. show. He definitely brings on the show. If you haven't seen his hair whips, check out his video. Yeah, music video. Stunt double. All the... (laughs) Hair flips, stunt double. I actually actually, like fractured my wrist falling down on one of the shots. That's great. You did? Yeah, sure came out. (laughs) It was was, 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 good. No, but Uh, three piece though is it's that's a challenge, but we definitely we we definitely fight through it and put on a very powerful performance. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it. Uh, I'm actually going to be at all three shows that you guys are going to be here, plus uh, Rock the Rescue in August, which is a uh, shallow size. Yes, Crash Karma and the rumors. Look at me though, like I'm a manager. We love love the rumors. Yeah, the rumors are awesome too, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I the picture the picture floating around of me and the girls all doing our makeup in the van mirror. Uh, don't look at it, don't. don't look at it. Why don't you? That's awful. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun day. That was a cool show. That was an island. That was a hooks pub. Hooks pub. Man, that's man. good. <laughs> <laughs> that def- definitely. Uh, Ride the Rescue is gonna be really awesome. I'm glad to be a part of it. And yeah, as you said, all all those great bands you just listed. I you know I've had the interview. Uh, in the interview, Crash Karma and the Rumors, and they're so much fun. Oh, oh nice! <laughs> yeah. I'm wearing a Smashing Pumpkin shirt. We don't know them. Sorry, <laughs> He's always got a band shirt on. Yeah, right. Nice. <laughs> 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 oh, gosh. So, I uh, forgot where I was going, but... <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're messing up now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it would be. he's not even a third down the paper. No, all good. I'm, I'm actually halfway down. If anyone was noticing, uh, if anyone was paying attention, <laughs> but no, um, a thing I always ask my guests because I forgot where I was going, but now I'm just going to transition. Now, uh, what music have you guys been listening to this week? This week, I know what he's been listening to. Um. I've been listening to a lot of uh, Any Given Sin. Okay. Wait, oh, I nice. I got, yeah, I got, they're awesome, man. I could, probably, I could probably answer to your question. We've been listening to a lot of us because we have a new song coming out. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yes. And we... So you can check that we, one. We've been chewing on that. We've been chewing on it. It's, uh, it's going to be great, though. Yeah. I think that the, the song, the, the production of it is awesome. The yeah. direction of the song is awesome minor um changes and some stuff on it and we're just kind of sitting with it listening to it a little bit and and seeing what what more we can make it to make it the best we can a lot a lot of times you listen to it you're just like it could be better you know what i mean it's, it's, it's hard than to anything change one word can change yeah. the whole thing that's, you know? that's what we're going out we're taking our time with it before we would rush through our song right yeah not in just because this is how we how we operated. We would get in the garage, we start jamming on something, Glenn kind of finds something that went over it. Next thing you know, the song's almost done, and it works. But like, then we go in and 
we've really like dissected. Now. We we yeah. have learned in this yeah. past year and a half, man. I'd say we have learned so much about just everything. What a good man. song! Really yeah, well, yeah, seriously, and like so. just just because something sounds good, man. Doesn't, yeah, I think you know, it shows. I'm not the one who's doing really well for us. Really great, huge sixty-four. Yes. yes. Uh, uh, so yes, I really enjoyed you guys' debut single. I'm not the one. Uh, how was the writing and recording that one? It was a different. Like I said, it was a different process for us because before we would kind of just bang them out in the garage, and this time uh, with our producers that we've been working with, they really made us dig deep. Jimmy Beatty, Chris Dawson. Yeah, great. They, they pushed us a lot. Got a lot of got a lot out of him, and I really taught us a lot. And uh, they pushed they, my vocals. They, they did that thing where I hate sometimes, where like person knows the answer but they sit there and make and make you figure it out it's like okay what do you think of it it's like just tell yeah. me what you <laughs> I think it was, you know it was so different from what we do because it wasn't just settling on oh it's good enough because good enough's not good enough when it comes to wanting to be on the radio and wanting to hit that next level it has to be almost perfect and these guys just are so great at what they do, man. Yeah. Jimmy and Chris are just I mean, so they're, great. And they're, they're recording and working bands. I need to get them Yeah. I mean, they, they really helped us get to where we're at right now. So we're very blessed to be working yeah. with them. Oh, yeah, you know, definitely, if <laughs> if anyone hasn't checked out, oh, I'm not the one. Now we're playing musical chairs on this interview. Yeah, I yeah. love it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, go, go ahead. Sorry. No, if anyone hasn't checked out, I'm not the one. I really did not. It has like the raw music feel to it, but also like the raw emotion in it as well. It is really good. I appreciate that. Thank man. you. Yes, there's a, I mean, there's a lot of meaning that anyone I feel like could take from the song if you want to listen to the lyrics. I you think, could take it a few ways. I think yeah. traditionally people will take it as like a breakup song, maybe, or like a relationship kind of song. Especially and, if you haven't seen the video. Yeah, if you haven't seen the music video, we did that in a way to show what how we started to interpret the song. Because at first, you know, it, it was kind of like a, you hurt my feelings kind yeah, of song. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, when it came time to do our music video, it was kind of I was like, dude, there's no way we're going to do a traditional boyfriend. Oh, It's got to be something else. And uh, Glenn has done such a great job. And not that he was forced into anything like this. It was something he did on his own. He, he just stopped one day, you know, and he did it really for his daughters. Yeah. Um, he was sober for you know eight years, and yeah. through his sobriety, uh, he you know took classes too, and um, really got to know himself, you know, yeah. and, and figured out uh, what what demons he's conquered and, and what other ones he's. Still I was in a working. very very bad place, so a that, little over a little um, under a little under a decade ago. So that that song we made the music video we kind of portrayed in the beginning of the, of the video before the song starts, him. We're at the venue, him looking to see who's there to tell us what to do. Because in the background, me and Rita were setting up our gear. He ends up walking into a room, sees a, a, a bottle of liquor and a note that says, hello, old friend. Takes a swig of it, and it, and that alcohol, you can see quickly, too, in the video, it did something to him. His nose starts bleeding, lights are flashing. He walks out to us. He has an episode, and this demon arises out of him. Kind of like, let's back out. And then the rest of the video, besides this jamming, kicking ass, is me and Rito trying to find Glenn and bring him back. Yeah. So watch the video. And and I, I feel I feel like you said that people can really sense a genuine story and genuine words. And Glenn has Glenn has a lot of stories to tell, and it's it, it's awesome to hear his songs because they are real. And our new single is 
a, a lot of Glenn too, and it's it's gonna be great. So when we were at tour Poppy, well, that was the one thing the lead singer uh, Lee said to us was that when he heard Glenn sing, he said your voice sounds broke. Broke. And he meant it in a good in way. A good way yeah. so you can yeah. you can hear the brokenness yeah. when you're singing like there's pain, you know. Yeah. It definitely uh it, um definitely evokes like all those emotions I said and um you know hell yeah for being eight years sober, dude. That is awesome, dude. Thanks. So, um, so thank you so much. I'm Chad with Alliance of Loyalty, and uh, I'm going to wrap this interview up. Thank you guys so much for yeah. hanging out with me. Uh, I do got one more thing before I let you guys go. Hopefully the technology stays with us. Um, what can we expect for the rest of this year for Alliance of Loyalty? Um, We're going to hit it hard. And if, you want, <laughs> if you want to, we can send you um, our picture, our poster. Yeah, we have a poster. Yeah, all our show dates coming up. We've got the runs on there, too, with the Almas. Um, but yeah, lots of coming out this summer. We're gonna hit the road. Yep. Uh, you can see us hopefully around in, in, in your uh, city or state. Uh, keep listening for us on the radio as well, or, or request our song. Yeah, we got a lot, a lot of big places: yeah. uh, Indiana, Ohio, Michigan, uh, Michigan Kansas, Nebraska. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we, you know, it's a lot of shows, and we got uh, we got this single coming out soon. There is no date on it, but it will be out this summer. Yep. So that's our next big and thing too. With all of shows. course, the video with it as well. Of course, of course, can't can't forget that. So staying busy. Definitely sounds like it. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing you guys uh, three times over the summer for June, July, and August. I'm looking looking forward to it. Awesome, man. Oh, yeah. cool. And uh, thank you so much for Lions of Loyalty of Rito, Nubs, and Shane. I'm Matthew Thomas of Super Cool Radio. Thank you for watching. Peace. Hope everyone enjoyed my interview with Lions of Loyalty. Definitely had a very fun time, even with the technical issues. It still wound up being a very good interview. So please check out, stream, support, give a like to Lions of Loyalty. And here is a teaser for their debut single, I'm Not the One. Enjoy. Every moment spent with you was a lie Every second wasted, wasted time I'm not gonna hold myself anymore I'm not the one, I'm not the one you're looking for Once again, that was a teaser for I'm Not the One by Lines of Loyalty. Please stream support. Give a like to Lines of Loyalty. Really awesome rock band out of Wisconsin. They have some shows coming up with the Almas in May. So please check that out as well. And they'll be here in the South Bend area three times coming up for June, July, and August. The first one is June 5th at Cheers Pub with Medicine Wives. And the Everyday Losers is going to be a really awesome hard rocking show. And then they'll be at the Smokestack Brew in Mishawaka on July 15th with the Almas with Chokesetter opening for them. And finally, they'll be at Rock the Rescue in August with so many great bands, including Shallow Side, Kingdom Collapse, Crash Karma, and The Rumors. A huge festival full of great bands. So get your tickets now. Here is the complete list of all the shows for Lines of Loyalty. Thanks so much for tuning in to Super Cool Radio, and if you want to directly support us, we have really awesome hats for sale. They're $21, including shipping, or you can check out our store on Endeavor After. Thanks so much. Here are the upcoming shows for Lines of Loyalty.